minutes in, you can vote. Go to my Twitter, at the Pony Express. 47% want more Justin Fields. What happened to all those people who bitch and moan that we talk about Justin Fields too much? Especially on Twitter. Aren't they? Right. That's where they live the most. Aren't they massing together and, and, you know, stuffing the ballot box here? What the hell's happening? You would think on Twitter, which is not the best barometer of things, the place where we get the most flack for talking about things like that, Fields would be getting blown out. (laughs) My favorite part of this, I just voted, uh, and for the record, I went with McAfee Media Feud. I just think it is deeply funny on some level that good sportsmanship has 5% of that. Hey, one of those votes is me, baby. (laughs) I voted for good sportsmanship. 5%. Yeah. We got a nice heartfelt good sportsmanship story here. That means out of 800 or so votes, what is it, like 14 people have voted for good sportsmanship? I mean, it's like an embarrassing number. Nice positive story. Nice That's up, amazing. Nice uplifting local sports story. Getting murdered. Five percent. Penn's problems. Media feuds. Justin Fields. Yeah. It would be like a Bills over uh, Oilers comeback if good sportsmanship could get back in this thing. I found out this morning that the fan wedding is tomorrow. You looking forward to that? Of course I am. I'm just like, so wait, they're both ordained ministers, aren't they? Like Crowley and Doran can marry people. They're going to duet it. I think one person reads one. That's how they did it last year. Vow the next, or not vow, but what what are the, what am I looking for here? Yeah, the vow, you know, does like the blessings or whatever, whatever you reads, reads the script basically. Can you just imagine saying we met, we fell in love and then Adam Crowley and Doran Dickerson united us in holy matrimony. Donnie, if you found out that you could get married to... Sarah, and that the fan would pay for it, but it needed to be like a black and gold Steelers-themed wedding. Do you think you could get her to go for that? We're taking 110%. All, we're taking all the expenses out of it. It's probably going to be at some She can't wear a white wedding dress, though. It's got to cool, be black or gold. Some kick-ass sports bar. Well, black bar. is her favorite color, I think. So that's... she would wear a black wedding dress? Probably. Cool sports bar. We'll have finger foods, chicken tenders, mott sticks. We could still arrange a cookie table. Trust me. Okay, Larry we... Richard shows up to do like, and that is a Donnie football <laughs> matrimony or something like <laughs> the, that. The wedding. Amount, the amount of weddings First that we. Kiss. I, now, I now pronounce you man and wife. The amount of weddings that we have been part of in the last like two years up until now, and then for already like the next two years coming up. I, I think we'd go for anything like that. My buddy. Because we got, there, there's so many damn people that we're, we're giving money to every single oh, yeah. time they're getting married. And <laughs> and it's like, hey, we got to make some time here for us. Yeah, it's down time for the us road to, here. We got to recoup a little bit here. I agree. I had a, I had a buddy who uh, married, a, he went to John Carroll and married a girl who was from Cleveland. Is this person Tom Arth, new Steelers quarterbacks no. coach? No. Who went to John Carroll. We called this guy T-Bone. Uh, he's not the T-bone type though. You wouldn't look at him and say that's a T-bone right there. Uh, he and his wife did the old Jersey swap though at their wedding. I think cake was shoved in faces while each one was wearing the Jersey of their favorite team. Uh, so she was wearing a Cleveland Brown. I don't even, dude, I think it was like a Brady Quinn Jersey back in the day. He had a polo. Is there a bigger mismatch? We talk about like in a marriage, like one person's better looking than the other. He has the polo Malu Jersey. I think she's got Brady Quinn. That is just a, a gargantuan mismatch. mismatch. Whew. This is gonna. This is probably gonna surprise you. 
So I had long-distance relationships, long-term relationships with a Boston sports fan and Philadelphia sports fan. I honestly think a small part of me wanted the relationships to end because I don't think I could spend the rest of my, lo- my life with those people. So opposites don't attract when it comes to, to sports fandom. Although Especially, Amanda's a West Virginia fan, you're not by, by any stretch of the imagination. You don't root for them. You're Syracuse guy. Yeah, but they're not arch rivals, Chris. Yeah, so she was like a Cincinnati Bengals fan. That would be a problem. Probably. Baltimore would be the worst one, I think, for most people here. I think Cleveland would actually be worse. So you, so hypothetically, you were single and you were date, picking between marrying a Ravens fan or a Browns fan. You'd go with the, the Ravens fan. I think that so. That would be tough. Well, we're joined by a Steelers fan. We can ask him right now. He's got a huge show coming to Star Lake. On Saturday, July 13th, the tickets go on sale tomorrow. There's also a VIP experience to tell you about on his website. Party Gras 2.0. Guys like Chris Jansen, Don Felder, special appearances by D. Snyder, Lou Graham, and the headliner joins us on the fan hotline right now. The immortal, the unbelievable, Brett Michaels is with us here. Hello. On 93.7 The Fan. Hello, Brett. You're back Hello, in Pittsburgh, Brett. You got me fired up. I'm ready. I'm like, let's go Stillers. Here <laughs> Brett, we go. Brett, you ever date a Browns fan? I, I believe I believe I have dated a Browns fan. Um, I may have dated a Ravens fan and possibly a Bengals fan. But then I found true love by going straight back to a Yinzer. You got to have Yinzer love. Now, did you find her on the, uh, on the, on the, on the, the dating show that you did? Yes, yes. We we were. Uh, I am a, a you know a rocker. Uh, I'm an equal opportunity rocker for the dating show, okay. and if and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But you know what? It was it brought some great tension to the show, which was amazing. <laughs> now is Brett Michaels where he's at in life right now? Still still celebrating Valentine's Day? Still getting after it on uh, Valentine's Day? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love Valentine's Day. It's it's a good day, uh, and uh, enjoyed it yesterday. Uh, it was it was awesome. Now, what does Brett Michaels do? Low key, or still roll out the red the rose petals and everything else? It's a little of both. I, I like I like still throwing. You got to have the rose petals. It's <laughs> it's like uh, you know it's it makes it good. Uh, you you and then and then of course I throw in the the pure. Butler, Pennsylvania in me also uh, got out. Are you ready for this? Electric go-peds. I, I want to make it better than that and say they were Harleys, but it was electric go-peds. <laughs> and then we raced around for, uh, for, for um, Fabers later. That's Ooh. all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, who won? <laughs> uh, it, I don't think you, there are any losers in that race, Tony. No given what was at stake, I think everybody wins. <laughs> Let's go. Score was like nine to there's six, no... six to nine, something like that. Who knows? Um, <laughs> there's Brett. no losers. There's no. I bet the head. I bet the entire game on the fact that you can't lose either way. Nice. Hey, Brett. So you've got the tour coming in July, and you know you come through town. Everyone's going to be all obviously very uh, Steelers patriotic. You have a very uh, close connection to the Steelers, who's going to be involved with this show, right? Introducing you. Absolutely. So first of all, uh, I'm I'm a Steeler diehard from birth. It's every member of my family. It's just been passed down. It's in the blood. I think Mike Tomlin is a great coach, a great coach. I think he's a player's coach. He, he brings out greatness in our players. Cam got NFL man of the year 
you know, that's amazing, doing great things for the city. But I'm a believer. And I say this as, you know, as a guy who um, his son, Mason, right? So this is how it came together. He's a great musician, has a lot of great, great music, a lot of EDM, a lot of great sounds. And he's going to open up the intro to my show. Terrible towels are a must. We're going to be we're going to be flying them everywhere. Uh, And like last year, we're going to make this an absolute celebration of the fans, the bands and the music. And to have again, I say this, uh, Mike's son, Mason, uh, incredible and and joining us. It's going to be awesome on that stage. We're going to rock. But what this is about is I created it to be a festival that's a celebration, again, of the fans, all the bands, no egos, uh, the making the music great. We've got uh, all kind of, it's like a Mardi Gras. It's Party Gras, Mardi Gras. We're handing out beads to everybody when they come through the building. And my, all my relatives bring out the, uh, they bring out the pizza oven. We made food for a lot of fans and the local crew. And we just make it a good day in everyone's life. Bro, I'm asking you the first tough question of this interview. Who do you want to be the Steelers quarterback next year? That's the toughest question. Here's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to defer to Mike, right? I think Mason did a great job. I think Kenny, Kenny's got the skills. I think Kenny's going to step up, be, I hope, be an absolute leader. I mean, we need to discuss this, right? But I'm going to defer to Mike on this and the team and the new offensive coordinator. Are you excited um, about that? Big Artie yeah, I, Smith. Yep, came in from Atlanta Falcons, if I'm not crazy. And his dad owns uh, FedEx. He's worth almost $6 billion, Brett. Did so he's not that? doing it for the money. The man is all about ball. <laughs> I think he's going to bring it. I, th- I, I got to believe, uh, you know, these decisions are made. It, 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 I think they're great decisions. Again, I'm, I get fired up because I love talking all sports. I'm going to get to raise the Jolly Roger this year. Really? Uh, at the opening of for the Pirates. I'm, I'm raising that Jolly Roger. I'm going to throw baseball on the field. If you ever have a chance, me and McCutcheon, you got to watch us throwing ball. Then they throw me in the batter's cage. I, I, I knock a couple around the park pretty good. Um, Let's just go. throwing it out there. All right. And uh, we're, so we're going to throw some baseball with the fans and then raise that jolly rock. Brett, we can, we can judge how you're throwing it around. Andrew, uh, who's the first voice you heard here once we had you on the air, he threw out a first pitch in a Pirates game last year. So I did the second game, Brett. You're doing yeah. opening day. I did game number he two. Was praised so for I'll the, follow you next year. He was praised for the late movement on his first pitch. Uh, pitcher, I think it was Ronzi Contreras caught it, he right? Did. He said he had a lot of late left-handed movement. So you've got to bring it to that level, Brett. I'm bringing it. That now the, the, the gauntlet has been dropped. Yes, now it it's game on. All right, so the tickets go on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. sharp, brettmichaels.com. And then if you want to get the VIP meet and greet, and you should, uh, shop brettmichaels.com. He is Butler's own. He's one of the iconic rock stars of all time, and we can't wait to see him back in Pittsburgh for opening day and then his concert in July, Brett Michaels. Brett, thanks for thanks, coming Brett. on with us, man. Hey, I love you guys. Thank you. Can't wait to be back in the Berg. And, uh, and here we go, Stillers. Here we go. There you go, Brett Michaels. Thanks, Brett. All right. That was fun. Uh, a true Yinzer. The accent is still very much there. And he played a game for sexual favors. We didn't do that in the Filipponi household last night. How about the Malsia boat? Anything? <laughs> no, no games were played. He just said, he Did said. Did you get down to business time, though, maybe? Uh, mm. Oh, look at the time. It's time for a break here on the show. <laughs> Funny how that happens. 
Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. From one icon, Brett Michaels, to another, Bob Pompiani, Channel 2, nightly sports call, simulcast tonight, 1035, alongside Chris Muller. And you know that he is a man who spares no expense when it comes to his lovely wife, Lisa. And so I'm guessing it was a very... Um, I'm guessing it was a very classy. robust, classy Valentine's Day celebration at the Papiani household yesterday, Bob. Yeah, you'll be correct. I mean, as much as it can be at this point. You know, I mean, I've used all the tricks in my box, and I'm trying to come up with new ones, but this was just your basic nice dinner, roses, champagne, that sort of thing. Have you ever tried to cook dinner and, like, throw down and, and show off your culinary skills, or is it always take her somewhere nice? No, I can't do that. I tried once. It was backfired. I learned my lesson. You know, one year, I don't Have you ever seen the show This Is Us? Oh, my my wife loves it. So there's a scene where yeah. the main character surprised his wife, I think, for her birthday and was just sitting uh-huh. on the bed in a terrible towel. <laughs> I did that for Amanda. Did not go the way I wanted it to. <laughs> not last night. This is going back a you, couple of years now. You're not being real. You no, did I not am. actually do that. Because no, we watched the episode together, and then like a month later, I'm like, I'm actually going to try this and see where it goes. And, and she like, didn't get no no response. She's like, "Did you brush the dog's teeth?" I think that was oh the my response God. I is, got. I don't know if there could be a, a response from her or a reaction that could kill the mood faster than that. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. I mean, I've done all. I've tied bows. I mean, I've gone to elaborate. <laughs> I've done that too <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> didn't work. Eh? <laughs> Oh, I man, have nothing Bob. to say to either of you. I didn't think I, you would. I think I think it's probably for the best that you guys are batting a collective zero 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 on these attempts. Uh, Bob, yeah. one serious question here: What should the Penguins do? Well, the way I see it, there's there are not many options here. You know, Chris and I talked about this last night that uh, if you want to continue this thought that these guys still have something left to make a chase for the Cup one final time then I suppose you sign Gensel and give him what he wants. But I don't see that happening unless he's willing to do it at the price that he wants. And I don't see that making them a better team for this season because he's no, already No, it here. doesn't. And that's option number two. But the problem is when you're dealing with a guy on an expiring contract, that's hard to move because there's not – unless you find the right team that's – or there's a bidding war, you know, two teams want him and they can figure out the price he wants and agree to it. You know, there are a lot of variables involved with this. And I don't know what the exchange would be. Who do you blame the most for the current situation that they are in? For If I take off the table, hey, they're just getting older, sometimes it happens, is it more Sullivan in how he's coached this team or more Kyle Dubas in how he assembled this year's team? Well, I go all the way back to Ron Hextall, too. I think there are some things he did or didn't do that he may have could have done. You know, trade somebody before it gets the expiration date closer, like, you know, Malkin's a guy who I thought had pretty high leverage a while ago, and I know they didn't want to break up this this band of brothers, but at some point you have to do what's best for the future while still maintaining the present. We talked about last night a trade that the Florida Panthers made to get Matthew Kachuk, and they had to give up Jonathan Huberdeau and some other assets, but yep. they identified him as someone who you know was a good hockey trade, and back then they could have made a pure hockey trade, and they didn't do it. So now they're kind of stuck. Bob, 15 years ago today, they fired uh, Michelle Therrien. Should that be on the table? No, I don't think so. Why is I that? I still respect what – just because I think it's, this is more a, a problem with the roster. 
and its unwillingness to change. And I don't, I don't think it would change no matter who's in charge. I think they're going to play their way, and that's just the way it is. And they were banking that that way would still have a lot of gas left in the tank, and it just doesn't so far proven to be the case. Do you think that there's a there was a hesitation to maybe go with an actual hard rebuild that involved breaking up the core, not just because Crosby was still playing well, Bob, but because sort of everyone involved over there is afraid of what it might look like attendance and interest-wise if they actually do roster a couple years, like two years' worth of very bad hockey teams? Yeah, I don't think there's any question in a – Sport like this, Chris, that needs its revenue, and they, you know, they still operate at a pretty good capacity of people. So that's always going to be part of it. You got to make sure you entertain think, people. Bob, don't you think and, what that says about the league and them? They've been one of the league's banner franchises. They've won so much in the salary cap era, and and you brought this up last night, and you just did it again. Needing that revenue, it just it's such a it seems so precarious even for a team like them. And I know they've spent to the cap that you would think is bringing in a lot of money. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a league issue, but it affects teams like this. Um, but again, I think it's it's a combination of both here for them. They could have seen this coming. It was going to come. They saw the end of this at some point. It still may not be at the end, but it's getting closer. You, you could take steps along the way to try to preserve what you have, theoretically, in, in the kind of game you play, and also inject it with some more young talent who have the same ability to raise their level of play like Gensel did when he first came up, like Russ did when he first came up, when Wilson did, and you know, all of them. Um, they, they, they don't have any of that right now in their system, and I think it's starting to show. Bob Papiani, watch him tonight on the nightly sports call. If you can't get to it, actually, no, 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 Rich will be there it's tonight. Richie. I'm currently, I'm wall walking with my wife. Oh, well, tell we her, walk every day. Tell but Lisa, I said hi. Can, can you hear me? Hello, hi, Lisa. Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. They're saying hi, Lisa. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I never mall walked before. This is the first. All right. Well, well, you sound like you're sweating and huffing and puffing well, here, man. Let me do it. He's shopping and dropping. Yeah, no, that's part of it. Bob, I don't next, like. We got to shop. Next time we'll get her. Next time we'll have her side of the bow story. We can do that next week. <laughs> uh, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Right, Whatever Bob. you do, don't do that. I'm gonna. There's a massage chair right here. I'm gonna sit in. All right, we'll see you. Bye, Bob. I can't believe. What you've both tried the bow move? Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done the old "How I Met Your Mother" just the naked man. I heard a Steelers player once tried that. The "How I Met Your Mother" thing. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the same thing, actually. It is time for Pony and Muller Power Rankings, and they are brought to you by the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia. See what they can do for you. We had something happen on our show uh, yesterday that made national news. We'll get to that in about 20 minutes. If you are a video game aficionado and you like sports, you learned today that the new NCAA football game is coming out in July. The first game of its kind in like what ten years? I think it is a, an even decade. I think thirteen. I think fourteen was the last. Denard one. Robinson was on the cover of that shoelace. Game. Yes. Yeah. So it's been a while. People have literally been just updating it on their PS3s online and continuing to play it with modern rosters. So it was my turn to do power rankings today. I am ranking the top five sports video games of all time. This is my list. So I'm not trying to pander here and say like, what do you think are the top five? No. What are the five best, in my opinion? So I will start with this one. Donnie, you can fade down the music, and I will play the music from the video game here. For number five, here it is. This is Ken Griffey Jr. Let's play Major League Baseball. Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball in 64. 1998. 64? Oh, yeah. It's showtime. 
I love this game. Had the little circle. The bigger the, the circle, big circle, the better the hitter. Had a big contact rate, big circle. My buddy. Cut, cut, call me, Junior. My oh buddy, my Jonathan Zeeler. He had an air conditioned basement that we loved, nice leather couches. And in the summer, we'd go down there and we'd play Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. But the catch was you had to throw the pitch right down the middle because you basically could throw a no-hitter against the person if you could move the pitch all over the place. It, every game would be like a 0-0 game after nine innings. Mm. At least that's the way it went with us. Maybe you guys just needed to be better at Maybe. hitting. Uh, I, was, I did not own an N64. He did. Oh, I always I was looked an N64 forward to going guy. over to his house and playing it. I was a big N64 guy. Uh, good little, game. Very good little game. Little tease here. Two... Two baseball games are on the list. So that's number that's number five. Okay. Here is number four. Pretty good pick, by the way. Number four on my list of the top sports video games of all time. The original Tech Mobile. Now I know Super Tech Mobile is looked at Tecmo as the better game. Super Bowl. Techmo Super Bowl. NFL PA license, all that glorious stuff. Guess what? I never owned the game. I, just, I never had it. So you had the four-play version. So we had, I had an original Nintendo plays. at yeah. my dad's house. And Tecmo Bowl is a soft spot in my heart, a special place. Because in all my years of playing video games as a kid, it's the only video game I convinced my dad to play with me. Because I think the other games are just too complicated. I don't know. He's a guy in his 60s now. Uh, my dad hated video games so much that the last thing he ever would have done was played one with us. I think I convinced my mom to play... Tech Mobile against me one time and just like took delight in destroying her. Bo Jackson, the greatest video game athlete of all time in the original Tech Mobile. No, it's in Tech Mobile. No, Bowl it's original Tech. I'm telling you, it's Funny. original Tech Mobile. You haven't you haven't lived until you've taken the ball at the one yard line and run out the entire quarter's clock with Bo going back. Donnie, and did forth. you play video games with John Football? Would he get in the mix or no? Yeah, I mean, but my earliest would have been like the Madden games and like the early. So you never 2000s. went and played the retro games. Really, I I had I had a neighbor who had like Super Nintendo and N sixty four, so we got a couple of those in. Like, uh, yep. I mean, I, well, I don't want to spoil, uh, but I mean, there was like a, a one of them was a basketball game we played. Well, which that'll I know probably very be popular. This will probably be number three on uh, the list that you're referring to. NBA Jam, oh yeah, that was Sega it. Genesis. What a game! You could play as the Phoenix Suns gorilla. You could put in a code to unlock Michael Jordan. Did not have a Sega Genesis. I was a Super Nintendo kid and went to my friend Greg Washington's house where he boasted, we're going to play NBA Jam. I'm undefeated like any other friends who had come over had never beaten him. Who handed him an L in his first ever game? Mulsey. You make three in a row, you get on fire. You had Marv Albert talking about dunks and whatnot. What a game. Dude, and I think I won with the jankiest team selection ever. I think I just picked a guy. I think I won with Golden State and Chris Mullen, and I was just Tim jacking Hardaway. up threes. Well, no, the game's called NBA Jam. I think I jammed the ball once. I was all about shooting. I was a very fundamentally sound player. I'll tell you what. They don't exist anymore, really, arcades. Where I, where I grew up, the longest line for arcade video games, two. NBA Jam. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. I knew exactly. it. I, dude, I knew oh it. Oh, my God. And then Mortal Kombat 2, when all the versions had blood in it, you didn't have to input that stupid ABACABB on Genesis, By which, the way, yes, I still remember to this day. Have you seen the Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah, I missed Sonya that one. Sonya Blade, the female character. Yeah. Like the one from the 90s? Yeah. That's, that's Billy Madison's uh, girlfriend again. 
Bridget Wilson? Bridget Wilson. Very hot. I did not know that was her. I believe so. I might be making that, that up. That movie has some of the worst dialogue and, and just generally is one of the worst movies pretty much ever. All right, so that is number three for me. Miracle she hasn't gotten new roles off the strength of that Top one. Top sports video games of all time. Pre three pretty good ones. I mean, I quibbled with Tecmo Bowl and not Tecmo Super, but you had a fair reason. Number two. I don't know if people will recognize this song. It's from the, sa it's from the collection of songs on the video game. Maybe Donnie will. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe I don't have it here. Here we go. I wasn't sure if this game was like, I don't want to make you feel old, but like this was my prime time of video games. MVP here. Baseball the, 2005. The, the best video game, the best baseball video game ever made. We had an entire league on the third floor of Flint Hall at Syracuse. Everybody had their own team. We created fantasy rosters. I would do a lot of, I would smoke a lot of weed. There's a shot. A ton. And we would have just all-time best of five, best of seven battles, standings, the whole deal. Really? You know who's Trades an absolute, got made. absolute was awesome. dog in that game? Oliver Perez. Yes, he that was. That dude was a beast in that game. I think I've thrown like seven no-hitters with the guy. All right, so that's two for me. Juan Pierre, also one of the most fun guys to play with. You put one in the gap. Oh, you're going three easy. So to recap, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball 5, Tech Mobile 4, NBA Jam 3, MVP Baseball 2. Number one, play NHL 94, Donnie. Get that baby back. I knew this. This was the most anticlimactic anti yeah. of lists. I grew up on this game. This game got me through my parents' divorce. It was honestly a godsend. I loved it. They had the players on each team. Thank you. Expansion teams were in there. Now this wraparound was, goals. Yeah, I was gonna say the glitch in one timers. N the glitch in NHL PA ninety three was the triple deke move, the in and then out and then score. This was the wraparound. Yeah, I, I played this game for hours at my buddy Kevin's house, Kevin Quigley, and he had it on Genesis. He was way better than me at it. He would score off of one timers. I never got the mechanics of it right. I could never pull it off. I'd always end up passing back down the ice to the wrong guy. I was probably eight years old and knew a couple of swear words and I would say them, get very upset. So if I wasn't wrapping it around and scoring, I was SOL. Such a hot ticket item was NHL 94. They only had one copy of it at the place where we rented games called Video to Roll. Oh, Video to Roll. And I remember we went there with my dad before I bought the game. And a kid in my grade, Anthony Descalso, had taken the game to rent. Mm -hmm. And my dad paid him 10 bucks to give it to you. Me. Yes. Great parenting right there. Bribed him. Good bargain. So go run another game. Here's ten bucks. Have you ever gone like kids into today any will of the... never understand what it was like to go to Eagle Video for Giant Eat. You don't even know what that is, Pony. You didn't live here. Kids today will have no idea what it's like to go oh, into a physical 94. blockbuster or Eagle Video at Giant Eagle or wherever that you were getting those things and have to cross your fingers that one of the three copies of NBA Jam would still be there. I, I didn't put a college football NCAA or a Madden game because I just couldn't pick one, like one NCAA, of the many that really the resonated The one with Fitz with on me. the cover with me. I mean, I barnstormed 03. the nation. I think that was Fitz in 03. I, I changed all the names, and the game would recognize if you put a, a normal name in there. So it would be like Rutherford drops back to pass. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't Fit, I didn't know that. Like Fitzgerald, like names that were common. I had Brandon Myrie rolling in the backfield. I, I used to really enjoy the 
March Madness video games. Yeah, like, those I, are I, gone. Are they coming back? I enjoyed back? those. No. I enjoyed those more than even the football. If games. the college football games coming back, why not have one with Big Zach co- Eady in it for the, college hoops? Throw it into the Big Seven Seven, seven Six guy. And Let him be, go to work. And to be very true to life, you'll lose to a team like Fairleigh Dickinson <laughs> with Purdue every year. You got Brad year. Nestle. Sorry, and Ethan. V. Ethan, right. if you're listening, we're sorry, buddy.